You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today, we're revealing an imposter. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode here on the Mind Your Business Podcast, where I love to talk to entrepreneurs and inner-driven digital CEOs like you on all the ways in which we can get the heck out of our own way so we can reach more people and make a bigger impact. Today, we're talking about an imposter, you. (laughs) We're talking all about imposter syndrome. That was so clickbaity, right? You thought, oh, gossipy, you thought I was gonna like reveal somebody. No, I'm talking about you. Well, I'm talking about all of us. Recently, I was doing a presentation for a virtual event for coaches and practitioners. And the topic that I was asked to speak on was all around imposter syndrome. And I was a little like, okay, that's what you want. And it was voted, a little fun fact, it was voted the number one best presentation of the entire event. I was blown away. I was honored. I'm very grateful. Thank you. I totally paid off everyone voting, you know, so that's why I won. But I was a little amazed because, I don't know, it just, I think it's was a bigger topic than I realized. And that's what happens sometimes, you know? You gotta continue to get to know your audience. And uh, I started talking about it a little bit on, on the Instagram stories, people talking about me talking about this, this conversation of, of imposter syndrome and people just like, I wanna know more, I wanna know more. So here we are. We're gonna talk about imposter syndrome, overcoming imposter syndrome. I'm gonna tell you, share with you, reveal to you how it's so sneaky and how it shows up in many different areas in your business, and how it really is holding you back and costing you a lot of money. So this is this is a doozy. I, I think we should just get right into it. So let's do this. All right, talking about imposter syndrome, I went ahead and Googled the definition of this just so we know what we're talking about. And Wikipedia has told me that imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. You fraud. (laughs) So that's imposter syndrome defined. This is an opportunity for you to ask, do you feel like you have any of that condition within you right now? Because if you do, I think it's holding you back in many ways. A lot of it is rooted in fear. We're going to talk about that. I think a lot of it has to do with being fear of being ostracized from the tribe, you know, rejected. This is one of those like, I don't know, catch 22s, paradoxes, or phenomena where you can't have your cake and eat it too kind of situations that you can't have this both ways. So many, like, look, it's as simple as this. You want to be selling digital products? Why? You want to help more people? So you want to reach more people? In order to do that, you have to be perceived and be the authority, which means you have to stand up, separate yourself from the crowd. You have to be a leader. 
You have to say what isn't being said, do what isn't being done. But at the same time, you don't want anyone to see you. You don't want that attention. You don't want any of that negative attention. It don't happen that way. This is really like unavoidable and inevitable that there's going to be people out there as you expose yourself to more people that aren't going to like you, that aren't going to agree with you. And if you're running your business with the intention, and this is what, I mean, look, don't get me off on this rants and tangents because I've been in this industry a long time. I'm one of the old geezers now. I'm back in my day. We had to log on to the internet. No, I don't know. I was going to go somewhere there. But look, you look around, there's a lot of toxicity just in the energy and the atmosphere of our industry. And I don't even know what I mean by our industry, but people wanting to be an influencer, personal brand authority, blah, 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 blah. A lot of people are doing it for the wrong reasons. It's almost like when people wanted to be famous and be an actor, right? Now it's like, it's like, oh, I don't want to be an actor or actress, but I want to be an influencer or I want to have a huge following or I want all the eyeballs and attention on me, right? And there's a lot of people doing that. And there's a lot of people that are like really greedy and money just totally changes them, right? And if you just look around, you can see this, right? And that's always going to exist and always has existed and it always will exist, right? And it's important that you navigate that. But my best advice to you, and I don't know if everyone here is going to take this advice, but this advice is based on, you know, just my experience of my entire career. It's based on the experience of observing others who have been in these spaces for years, people I've known, peers, whatever. And just a lot of the deep work that I've done in my own personal and spiritual journey. And at the end of the day, at one point or another, it's going to be a beautiful opportunity for you to get down on the court and ask yourself, why am I doing what I do? What's driving this? And, you know, look, if you're still in like the Maslow's survival level, I get it. You want to get paid. You got to do your thing, get paid your bills, all that type of stuff. You know, that's beautiful. That's awesome. Good. And do you on your own terms, entrepreneurship all the way, high five. But if it's like being driven by, you know, in high school, I was a loser. So now I want to be popular and I want more attention and more self-importance because self-importance just makes you slow, clumsy, and heavy humbleness, right? If you're driven by all of that, then no wonder you're, you have this big, huge fear of imposter syndrome because everything is about a need to be liked, to be accepted, to get that approval, et cetera, et cetera. And the people that have, let's just use staying power, longevity, are in it for deeper reasons. And I tend to attract people that are in it for deeper reasons. Like this feels like a calling purpose, a like reason or function for your existence. You do it for something beyond you. And when you're doing what you're doing beyond you, and this is what we're going to talk about today, then it doesn't have anything to do with you. People are always going to judge you, doubt you, expose you as a fraud, or, you know, that's going to be their claim. They're allegedly 
I mean, every time I do a Facebook ad, someone says spammer. <laughs> sure, because they're not my audience, you know? Every time you go fishing with one of those big nets, you're bound to catch a few things you're going to throw back into the sea, right? So that's what we're going to talk about today, and that's really the most important piece. But I'd like to introduce you to another concept since I took the time to define imposter syndrome. Let's go to the other side of that and define the Dunning-Kruger effect. You've heard me talk about this phenomenon before. It's so fascinating, the dunning Kruger effect. This is a phenomenon that consistently demonstrates this whole idea that people that tend to know very little about a subject tend to be the ones that have the most confidence. This is what we call hubris, a false sense of overconfidence. And it's really simple. They don't know what they don't know. There's a lot of people that see what I do or see what you do, and they go, I could do that. right? Then do it, okay? So people that tend to know very little about a subject tend to have the most confidence. And then the other side of that is that people that tend to know a lot about a subject tend to not have as much confidence. It's like the more that they've been immersed in a topic or subject matter, it's like the more that they know about what they don't know. I've been in this industry of business, of marketing, of sales, of influence, of personal development, and say spiritual development for 15 years. And all I can tell you is that there is more that I don't know than everything I've learned in 15 years. The not knowing still outweighs the knowing. And so the Dunning-Kruger effect is that phenomenon where the people that actually are qualified, the people that actually have the expertise and the knowledge tend to have a little bit of the doubt So why am I saying this? If you're listening to this episode, if you're still listening to this episode, this means you resonated with the conversation and topic of imposter syndrome and part of you feels that doubt, part of you feels that fear that you're gonna be exposed as being the fraud and I'm here to tell you that the fact that you have that doubt may mean that you are suffering from this Dunning-Kruger effect, which means you may know a little bit more than you give yourself credit for. The reality is, is that when you're, self-worth has been questioned, your deservedness, when you're hard on yourself, when you don't believe in yourself, no amount of knowledge, experience, results, and track record will ever erase that self-doubt. And let me say that again. If you currently live and operate in your life where you are operating from the illusion where some part of you does not fully believe in yourself, you still tell the freaking lies that you're not worthy, that you're not enough, that you're not deserving, that you're not this, you're not that, you're to this and not enough that. No amount of experience, knowledge, case studies, track record, whatever will ever have you eliminate this imposter syndrome. In other words, it's far more about our internal belief system, the beliefs we have about ourselves and that nasty little internal dialogue than what we know. And the most important thing to deal with all of this is that when your focus and your attention simply becomes on how you can be of service to help somebody else, then what else matters? If there is a human being, another soul out there on the planet that needs help and they're not being helped and you can offer some assistance, then what else matters? You're not here to help everybody. You're not for everybody. I'm not for everybody. There's a lot of people that don't like me or don't resonate with me. 
I'm not for everybody. Stop being for everybody. Be you and the people that are right for you will find you. And you'll find them and it'll be a match made in heaven and it'll be a happily ever after. It'll be so beautiful, okay? So this is so important what we're talking about here because if you're suffering from this imposter syndrome in any way, it plays out and manifests in so many different ways. Procrastinating on putting your stuff out there, how you price your stuff, how you sell, how you pitch, how you even create content and a following, and how you show up as a leader and a coach to your students and clients, all right? So we gotta get this under wraps because if you think another course on how to sell or launch is just gonna make this go away, like a lot of people say, oh, maybe I, you know, the reason I don't have the sales I want is because I don't have a plan. Well, maybe you don't, but come on, most people have a plan by now. It's not like there's any shortage of that information on the internet, but if you continue to operate from this imposter syndrome, then no amount of courses or plans are going to help you here, right? Okay. So let's get into this. We're in it, but let me try to kind of go under the hood here of what's going on. All of this imposter syndrome is all rooted in fear. All of this is fear. It's the fear of not being good enough. Who am I to be doing this? Am I worth it? Look at what she has or look what he's doing that I'm not. Jealousy. What if they reject me? right? These unwanted futures that we project into our hologram. What if they reject me, don't like me, say bad things about me? And fear is a tricky thing. We've done episodes on fear in the past, but fear is very tricky because fear, like it's like 24-7 Halloween with fear because it's always wearing a different mask. It takes many different forms. The form that fear took that got me every single time USOB was logic. Oh my goodness, logic. Every time I got to the edge of my comfort zone, I had the smartest, most logical, thought out reason why I shouldn't step out into the unknown. Now is not the right time. This market is just too saturated. I'm not ready. This is going to take too long. The season, the timing, the time of year. I mean, Oh, summer, you know, no bad time because, you know, everyone's on vacation. Oh, oh, the spring. No, that's when everyone else is doing it. So no, there is too much distractions. If you go looking for a reason, why not? My friends, you will find it. It shows up as comparison, right? Like there's already someone doing this. Fear shows up as stress. Most people don't realize this because a lot of entrepreneurs love to talk about how empowered they are and how fearless they are and how much of a risk taker they are. But stress is a form of fear. And it's one of entrepreneurs' like best friends. They're so familiar with stress. It's like, oh, stress and I, we go way back. Back in the day, it was like a Tuesday, we were like besties. But stress is a form of fear. What? Think about it. What are you stressed about? I'm just stressed that I, I just don't have enough time. Oh, so you're afraid you don't have enough time. Oh, you, you're, you're afraid this won't work. Oh, you're afraid it's not gonna, gonna come out the way you want it to. You're afraid it's not good enough, right? Overwhelm. It's fear. Overwhelm. I see two types of overwhelm. There's overwhelm when you're looking at your to-do list, like, oh, there's just so much I have to do and not enough time. Oh, so you're afraid that you won't get it done. Fear is just a lack of faith, okay? If you have faith, there's no fear. But 
faith is certainty. It's living life with intent. Then there's another type of overwhelm. And overwhelm just like in a general sense. Like I am overwhelmed by everything I'm learning, everything I have to do, everything that it takes. And when you feel overwhelmed, you feel pretty useless, right? But overwhelm means the opposite of I've got this. This is going to work out. I've got this. It's all going to get done. Certainty, faith, intent. When you don't live from that place, you're going to feel overwhelmed. Like, I don't got this. I'm not going to get it all done. There's too much to do and not enough time. And you can't do that. You got to find a way out of overwhelm. It's just another form of fear. There's so many different forms of fear. And they're showing up with many different masks. Just when you thought you got rid of them, there they are. Okay. So that's a big piece of this. And one of the things I've spoken about before, which I'm going to share again because it's so important, is when you can begin to recognize and awareness, right? It's so much. The fear that is present in your life, especially when it comes to running a business with all the decisions that you need to make on a daily basis, fear is your worst advisor. Fear is your worst advisor. So how much advice are you taking from fear? How much are you using your head, not your heart? How much of that overthinking, overanalyzing, asking a thousand people because you don't trust yourself? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? And then acting on that fear, operating from that fear. Now, you know, conceptually, getting your advice from fear is just going to take you down. Because what is fear? Fear at its core. I love to talk about this. We've talked about it before, but it's coming up here with the imposter syndrome piece. Fear is a feeling you feel in the present when your conscious attention is projected out into an unwanted future that you actually believe is going to happen. You can unpack that, re-listen to that a few times. But if you know that everything is going to go the way you want it to go, there's no fear. That's faith. So fear is your focus on the unwanted future that affects you in the present. And ironically, the state that it puts you in in the present puts you on course for the unwanted future. What you fear, what you worry about, sets in motion the very thing that you put your attention on. And that is why fear is your worst advisor. And imposter syndrome is rooted in fear. Not until you can learn to live beyond fear, like conquer that fear, will you find yourself performing at your highest abilities. All right, so here's how we deal with this. If you're with me this far and you can see that imposter syndrome is present in your life, here's how easy this is. Imposter syndrome is selfish. You are being so selfish. Fear is selfish. Think about it. This is all about the preservation of the ego. It's all ego-driven. Imposter syndrome is about reputation, self-importance, right? Like I said, self-importance makes you heavy. It makes you slow. It makes you clumsy. Everyone going around saying they're offended and upset, that's all self-importance. And that's all ego. When you walk around with all of that, oh, I'm offended, this is offensive, don't say this, don't think like this, don't do this. What you're basically saying to the world is that my life is more important than yours and I need you to change how you show up in your life so that I can be happy. And that's the ego. It's also the need to be liked. And here's what's so tragic about this, my friends. 
Most of us will waste our entire lives sacrificing everything that we want, like our dreams, our goals, our purpose, purely in an attempt to preserve an image of ourselves. Most people will waste their entire lives sacrificing everything that they truly want in their heart just so they can preserve some idea or image of themselves. And that is tragic. Why is that tragic? Because you're saying that a random person's opinion of you is more important than you. And considering the fact that you have absolutely zero control whatsoever of the thoughts, the opinions, and the judgments other humanoids have, it's a pretty feeble and futile attempt to try and control their thoughts. And one of the most important things I could remind you of here, looking at your life or your business or anything, please do not bend your life to the expectations of unhappy people in an effort to somehow make them happy. So the quicker you can look at the fact that imposter syndrome is rooted in fear, and it's a fear of the loss of that image, that reputation, the quicker we can realize how selfish it is to continue operating from the imposter syndrome. If you're still on board, you agree, and you see this, continue. If not, I need you to rewind and listen to this again until you're on board, because we need to continue. This is the whole delete key to this, and it's what I already kind of alluded to at the beginning of this episode. But the only way to eradicate the imposter syndrome, or the way in which you will eradicate imposter syndrome, is the moment you decide to commit your entire being to a purpose greater than yourself. Let me say that again. The moment you will eradicate any notion of imposter syndrome is the moment you choose to commit your entire being to a purpose greater than yourself, to be of service. This is the law of Dharma. I've talked about this before. Law of Dharma as a law, like the law of gravity, states that the fact that you are breathing, you can hear my voice, means you're alive. And if you're alive, it means you're here for a reason. It ain't no accident. And that reason, serves a function or purpose that betters humanity in some way. It's bigger than you. Now, you don't have to step into that. That's fine. But the people that do don't suffer from imposter syndrome, plain and simple. And so you don't have to do that. And I'm not asking anybody to do that. I'm just telling you the way out of it. And so if that's what's on the table for you, I think it's about asking some questions, some really important questions like, what's more important to you? Being liked or making a difference in someone's life? Serious question for you to consider. What's more important to you? Someone liking you? Someone, pff, let's go beyond like, like developing a God complex, someone like worshiping you? <laughs> someone praising you all the time? Someone thinking you're special? You're already special. Or having a positive impact in another human being's life? What's more important? someone's opinion of you or your purpose? Which one do you give up first? Both of them are on the table. Your purpose, your dreams, your best life, or someone's opinion of you. Both are on the table. Which one do you give up? You see, every time that you choose that fear, like whether it's watering down your message 
or not what I call selling from the heels, right? Not fully honoring your offer and asking for the sale and showing up in the best way possible, you are choosing to be liked. You're choosing people's opinions over you. You're choosing all of that over the opportunity to make a difference in someone's life. And it's as simple as that. And so people say, yes, I understand that, James, but I still doubt my abilities. I still doubt myself. And I get that. I really do. That confidence will increase with competence. And that competence comes with experience. But if you're sitting on the sidelines not getting any experience, how are you supposed to get the competence that leads to the confidence? So you need to hack yourself. You need to trick yourself. You need to find a way to get the experience now. And it's about creative problem solving. Find a client. Barter with a client. Offer your services for free with an amazing guarantee or something in some way to build up the skills. Something to build up the resume, the competence. But there's just no excuse if you're not trying to do that. And I love to talk about business by design. You guys know, that's my program. That's my jam. That's where we hang out. That's where I blow your mind and help you with those business breakthroughs. But little fun fact, not everyone here knows that because they're newer to the show. For years, I was just teaching, not just, but I was teaching YouTube and video marketing. That was my jam. That was my business. And when I felt the pull, higher calling, to step into what I do now, guess how I started? One client. One client. One client. One-on-one. And I worked with them in person in my office for, I don't know, two months or something like that. By the way, a little fun fact, they went on to make their first, I think $32,000 in sales. They've been in business for like 18 months. I hadn't, hadn't made any sales online yet. $32,000 in the first 45 days of working together. They went on, did six figures. Two years later, they had a seven-figure business. But I put all of everything I knew to the test with that client. Then you know what I did after I got that first client and helped them make some money and get their business off the ground? I got three more clients. And I helped them. You know what I did after that? I launched a virtual group beta program called James Wedmore Super Awesome Sexy Beta Program for like 500 bucks. And I made roughly $18,000. And I focused working on them, working with them in that program, I would say about three or four months. And when I had their testimonials and feedback, their results, and then the client, one-on-one client's feedback and results, that's when I said, okay, I got something. Let's do this. And we launched Business by Design for the first time in the summer, I think it was July or August of 2016. And I did $256,000 in sale. I did it again at the end of the year, $500,000 in sales. And I did it again. I think we did like about 550. And I did it again and we did a million. And then I did it again and I did 2 million. And then I did it again and we did $4.9 million. And then we did it again, $5.9 million. And of course, people just see that. They didn't see that, yeah, I had years of running my own business. I was my first case study and testimonial. And then I started working with clients until I felt that competence that led to the confidence to teach my stuff. But never, ever, ever did I say, who am I to do this? 
Never, ever, ever did I say, so now someone's going to expose me as a fraud. No, I said, I've learned this. It's helped me. Maybe I could help somebody else. I don't know. Let's try helping Ah, this person right here. This person wants my, okay, let's help them. Ooh, wow, that helped them. That worked. Let's help the next person. And the reality is, is as you're getting started, you may not have the full-on confidence in your abilities, in your framework, in your methodologies, in your coaching. But here's where you can put your confidence, your commitment. That's what I tell all my new students. Look, right now, you don't have years and years of experience. You can't do this like I can, blindfolded with a hand behind my back. The only reason I can do this is because I've been doing this a long time. But you know what you can do? You can put confidence in your commitment to that client. And what that means is, when you get that client, when you get that student, you can, you know, that first beta program, whatever it is, you can sit there and say, I'm willing to do whatever it takes on my side of the bargain, my end of the, of the negotiation, my end of the deal, to give them everything in my power, to stay with them, to do what it takes to facilitate their growth. That's the question to ask yourself. Do I have that commitment to my client? Do I have 100% unwavering faith, conviction, and a commitment on my part to show up for my client, my student, my class, my people? That's where you can put your confidence. Hey, maybe you mess up. Hey, maybe you did a taught something and it didn't really work. Do it again. Hey guys, we're gonna do a bonus lesson. I'm gonna try this again. Hey, let me try this a different way. Let me show you this. It's just never giving up. And that's why the fear the imposter syndrome is freaking selfish because all you're caring about is your reputation. And I'm here to tell you, when that sh- does not matter to you, you are free. You have no idea how much that is holding you back and how miserable it's making you. When you find that place within yourself where it does not matter, you are free, you are light, and you're happy. But we get all tangled up with all this stuff because social media is all about what? Likes and follows and friends and hearts and all that stuff. And it's so uh, hypnotic. It's so seductive in that it pulls you into that. Ooh, and people get really hypnotized by things like engagement. They like my stuff. None of that matters. None of it matters. And it's distracting so many people. If you are in the type of business that I'm talking about that I run, this is about getting results. This is about helping people. It's about solving problems. And people will either pain you so that you can change their lives, solve their problems, help them get results that they've never gotten before or not. And that's where your focus needs to stay. Focus on that. And all of that is something bigger than you. This is so simple. And I've been talking about this for years. This isn't the first time I've said this. This isn't new. This isn't revolutionary. I just see how much people get distracted, seduced. They lose sight of the target. And maybe you have too. That's okay. The target is simple. I'm here to help people in some way. Every one of us have a unique way to do that. So do it. Focus on that and nothing else matters. And when that is your target once again, and all of your actions and your choices and your energy, everything aligns with that, there will be no imposter syndrome. There's no room for imposter syndrome. Every single week on our Monday meetings, 
I share with our entire team the wins, the results, the life-changing experiences that our students have, our clients have at every level. And we have to do that every week. And it's not, it's, it's an interesting thing you want to get to because it's not about taking credit for it. Oh, if it wasn't for me, you'd be a loser. No. Eventually, somewhere, they would get what they need and they would get where they're going. But it's an honor, it's a privilege to play that role. It's a catalyst for that success. And we've had people who have had the most unbelievable life-changing results. Marriages that have been saved because they just show up as a better spouse. They learn better communication and leadership abilities. They become a better parent. They get out of debt. They transform their relationship with money. They do things for the ones they love, like retiring their spouses or you know, paying off their parents' home. I mean, just the most beautiful stories. And those are life-changing things that we're talking about here. Could you imagine for one moment if I said, ooh, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. What? That's crazy. And I understand it's easier to be in this imposter syndrome when you're just getting started and you're comparing yourself to everybody else, but we all start at zero. And you have to do whatever you can do to get yourself out of that inertia and into momentum. Even if it's just to see, to sense, to feel that out there, there's someone one day, whether it's tomorrow or the next day or the end of the year or a year from now or 10 years from now, that there's someone out there whose life is going to be changed because of the courage you had to step into something greater than yourself. And if that doesn't drive you, then you're still driven by the needs of the ego. And if you're still driven by the needs of the ego, then you're still afraid of the needs of the ego. And you live and die by that. And the ego isn't bad or wrong. You don't just disappear your ego. Okay, and then we just this illuminated beings floating five feet off the ground. We just need a healthy ego. But I want to make sure you heard what I just said. If you are not driven by something a little bit more than beyond you, like, gosh, I could really make a difference in some way, then what are you driven by? And again, it's amazing to say, I want a vacation. I want a nicer home. And you can have those things and be driven by those things because you want to provide more for your family. You want to retire your spouse. You want to show your kids what's possible. That's all beyond you. But if it's like, so that I can you know, prove it to my sister-in-law or so I can be the most envied on the block, that's all ego. And here's the tricky thing with that. That's fine if that's what drives you. But what I'm saying is, is if you're driven by those things, then you'll die by those things. If you're driven by significance and opinions and everyone praising you and self-importance and having that God complex or whatever, then you're also afraid of losing those things just as equally. When none of that matters, you're free and you're free of that imposter syndrome. I hope this is making sense. I've gone on some tangents today. This is not the same presentation I did. It's my own version here for you guys just on the podcast talking about different things. And that's my big piece. This is the big piece. And it's so important. This is why I talk about things like vision and dharma all the time, all the time. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to break this up into a two-parter. This is part one and it's done. In the second part, 
I'm going to talk to you about specific ways in which imposter syndrome manifests into your life and how we can change that so we can make this more tangible, tactical, action-oriented. Like how you decide your pricing, how you pitch, how you sell, how you present yourself to the world and how all of that manifests. So that's going to be a great one, okay? So I hope you like this episode. I hope this resonated with you. Please let me know on the Instagrams, okay? Let me know. It means a lot to me because, you know, this isn't like a live two-way platform, so I don't always know how you're feeling. <laughs> okay, so thanks so much for listening. I'll see you in that next episode. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is, this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate, and we can get started right now.